welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Good morning and happy Sunday. Welcome back to the Sunday Sermon Series. And if you haven't listened to the first sermon, I encourage you to go back to July 5th and listen in. Um, It's a gospel presentation, so share it with everyone that you know. And also, if your state hasn't allowed churches to reopen just yet, and you're looking for a church to worship with online and connect with, check the show notes um, for the website of the church that I serve at, Champion Forest Baptist Church. And just a reminder, I'm going to have a sermon for you bi-weekly on Sundays. But Wednesday still will feature weekly dialogues that will equip you to be all that God has called you to be. So this Wednesday is super special. It features a conversation with my parents, and they're going to bring 30 years of marriage, well, over 30 years of marriage and over 20 years of pastoring to the conversation. So tune in. And the title of that episode is going to be Relationship Goals, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Now, my wife is going to pray, and we're going to get into the sermon. God, thank you so much for this day. We thank you for your protection and your provision, God. I just pray for this podcast. As Paul goes forth, I pray that you use him in the mighty way. I pray that he decreases and that you increase. And we thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much um, for your prayer. The title of today's sermon is, is in a question form. Are you devoted or are you distracted? Our text today will be coming from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, and I'll read that for you. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, does it sound familiar? And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered and said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen a good portion. Other translations say Mary has chosen the good part, which should not be taken away from her. So when it comes to your relationship with Christ, are you distracted or are you devoted? Sometimes life can get very busy and life happens. And sadly, when life happens and when life gets busy, the first thing that we often neglect is Jesus. And there's time in the word and time in prayer and even church attendance, whether it's online or in person. But let me be clear. This isn't a message to make you feel bad. Uh uh-uh. Instead, this is a message to graciously remind you and to graciously encourage you to fight for time with Jesus. My prayer is that this sermon would inspire you to make a more intentional effort to spend time with Jesus on a more consistent basis. Now back to the text. Verse 38 says, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She starts off well with the welcoming and receiving Christ into her home. But brothers and sisters in Christ, we must not just you know, receive Christ into our hearts only. That, that's the first step. But after that, we must relentlessly pursue him. And she had a sister, picking up in verse 39, and she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. I just have two points for you today. And point number one is Mary's devotion. 
Now, Mary, she sits still and she receives spiritual instruction from Jesus. You may think, you know what? It would have been wonderful to sit and hear Jesus speak. Well, I have good news for you. You have that same opportunity because the Bible tells us that the word became flesh and dwelled among us. In other words, spending time in God's word is spending time with Jesus and hearing him speak. So as we're looking at Mary's devotion, I want you to notice her posture. Notice her proximity. Um, Ancient tradition tells us that a student or a disciple will sit at the feet of the one with authority. So her posture indicated submission and surrender. So not only you notice her posture and you notice her proximity, but notice Mary's position. She positioned herself to hear from God and to bring antiquity to modernity and, and to let you know what it meant then, but also what it means for us now that we need to position ourselves to hear from God. And the way that we position ourselves today is, you know, putting the laptop away, putting the phone on silent, maybe logging out of our emails and logging out of social media just so we can be with Jesus. So maybe we need to get off of Facebook and get in his face and read his book. Amen. Now, in other translations, we see more clearly the Greek word Kai, which translates to also, meaning that Martha was originally sitting at the feet of Jesus. And so to compare this to, to you, maybe at the beginning of this year, you were sitting at the feet of Jesus. You was being consistent in your devotion. You wanted to start this new year and this new decade off right with the Lord. But life hit, COVID hit, and maybe you fell off. And that's just, I just want to encourage you, my friend. To start fresh today, pick your Bible back up or open your Bible app back up. And we pick back up at verse 40. But Martha was distracted with much serving. She went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. You know you're in trouble when somebody say your name twice. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. Which leads me to my second and final point. I'm not at the end just yet, but this is the second point is Martha's distraction. So we saw Mary's devotion. And now let's take a look at Martha's distraction. Now, Martha was an activist. She was busy with the chores. She's responsible, hospitable. But because of her emphasis on work, her communion with the Lord was hindered. That may sound familiar. We must not allow the urgent to take priority over, over what's truly important. Now, Martha, she was pulled away. She was getting worked up over nothing. She was worried, bothered, anxious. She was actually doing things that Jesus never asked her to do. She was serving, but she was distracted. She was in the house with Jesus, yet still distracted. Friend, even in the midst of this pandemic, and even in the midst of being in quarantine, we must beware of distractions. We must beware of busyness. Martha was doing many things. And just like us, we could be doing many things, pandemic or not, because our culture in the Western culture in America, we see busyness and we wear it as a badge of honor. But busyness is the enemy of peace. And busyness does not equal productivity. All right. Because like a rocking chair it's busy and it's and it's moving, but it's not being productive and it's going nowhere. So listen, my friend, when you when you fail to put God first and when you fail to choose a good part, you often end up doing a lot of nothing. 
we must not get so busy doing the work of the Lord that we fail to spend time with the Lord of the work. I have to say that one more time for those uh, believers out there and that's maybe working in ministry and serving online and things of that nature. We must not get, and even when things go back to quote unquote normal, we must not get so busy doing the work of the Lord that we fail to spend time with the Lord of the work. One of Satan's greatest enemies in attacking the body of Christ is busyness. He will make us busy, too busy to read our Bibles, too busy to pray, too busy to seek out the community, too busy indeed. And if the enemy can't get us to lie or to steal or to murder, he'll settle by keeping us busy. Now, the devil wants to keep us busy because when we're busy, we don't have time to rest. We don't have time to experience that abundant life, that rest, that peace that Jesus so graciously offers us at his feet. So I encourage you today to serve the Lord without distractions. Verse 42 continues on. But one thing is necessary, and Mary has chosen the good part, the good portion, which should not be taken away from her. One thing that's essential, one thing that's worth being concerned about, and that's Jesus in our time with him. Hear me out. Mary was devoted to the master, but Martha was distracted by the menu. What's on your quote-unquote menu and what's distracting you? It will behoove you to choose the good part because it's the good part of spending time with the Lord. It's the good part that helps you through the bad parts. It's the good part that brings joy, peace, hope, and satisfaction. Hear this, my friend. Mary was sitting while Martha was serving, but it's actually the sitting that prepares us for the serving. So many people want to sing and preach and lead worship and minister, but they don't want to sit. Too many of us in the body of Christ, we want to be on stage, but we don't want to sit. It's okay to serve. It's okay to minister, but sit first. In other words, if you haven't been in God's presence, we should not get in God's pulpit. Or another way of saying that is this, private devotion should precede public usage or public ministry. In other words, how can I pray for you and I haven't talked to God all week? Or how can I give you a word, but I haven't been reading God's word myself? Our first calling is to God. And before I'm called to, to serve or before I'm called to lead or preach or podcast or to do my job as a young adult pastor, I'm first called to be at the feet of Jesus because it's my time of sitting at his feet that equips me to minister effectively to his people. So in our text today, we see Mary's devotion. We see Martha's distraction. We bear witness to Mary choosing the good part. But what does choosing the good part look like today? This is the part where we get practical. Where If you listen to this on Sunday, these are the things you can use on every day of the week. Number one, you need to identify what's distracting you. Identify what's hindering you. What is the thing or what is the person that's keeping you away from spending time consistently with Jesus? Now, distraction is defined as a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something or someone else. What is preventing you from giving God your all? What is preventing you from consistently spending time with him? 
I don't know. Let's name out a few things. Maybe it's laziness. It could be procrastination. It could be too much time on social media, maybe an unhealthy relationship um, virtually, a misplaced priorities, or it could be just apathy. And friend, you you may be in a spiritual rut. And I'm here to let you know that God is not mad at you. He's just graciously inviting you into closer community and a relationship with him. And the way that we break out of this spiritual rut is by daily time in God's word, daily time in prayer, and daily time in worship. So whatever that thing is that's preventing you from choosing the good part, whatever that thing is that's causing you not to be devoted to God, deal with it. Don't make excuses, but make the necessary adjustments. I'm going to get even real with you. If you if you was to do an hour by hour analysis, you know, recording of your schedule and you was to look at, you know, every single hour, all 168 hours in the last week. With those, when you look at those results, would it reveal that you were distracted from Jesus or would it show us that you was devoted to Jesus? Christ has to be your priority. Because he made us a priority on the cross. You ever heard the phrase to die for? Friends, you are to die for. Jesus looked at you while he was on the cross and said, yes, you are worth it. He died so you can live. All right. And so we we need to really make a conscious effort this week, this day to spend time with the Lord. And let me tell you this time with Jesus is never time wasted, but time invested with many dividends, such as joy, peace, fulfillment. All right. So I want you to start practical, start simply, start realistically and make a plan. So set a time that you're going to seek after the Lord. Set a place. All right. For me, it's in the morning. The place is either the uh, my living room couch, sometimes at the kitchen table, and sometimes it's outside on the patio. But set you a time, set you a place, and bring your materials with you so you can be prepared. And what they look like, it could be your Bible, it could be a pen, maybe a highlighter, um, a journal, um, um, some music or a devotional. But it boils down to prayer and the word. So make a plan because time with Jesus matters. I want to ask you this, and it's going to get personal. When people interact with you, do they say one of these two things? Number one, do they say, wow, that person has been spending time with Jesus? Or when people interact with you, do they say, wow, that person needs to be spending time with Jesus? And you may be saying, Paul, what does that look like to sit at the feet of Jesus? What does that mean? What does it look like to be devoted to him? I'm glad you asked. And what that looks like, it boils down to, to two things. This list is not exhaustive, but it boils down to two things, prayer and the word. And I'm going to come back and do separate sermons on these, but i give you just a snapshot of prayer and the word right now. Prayer, it builds and deepens our relationship with the Lord. Prayer is your time to talk to the Lord to confess your sins, to worship him, to petition him, in other words, to ask for things, to adore him, to intercede or to pray for others. And prayer is also a time of silence so you can allow God to speak to you. Prayer is a time to be renewed, refreshed, restored, and revived. You may feel like you're running on empty, but come back to God and spend time with him so you can be renewed and refilled. 
It's, it's actually in prayer that God will mold our hearts, align our heart, align our will with his heart and his will. Just as many believe that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, your prayer time with Jesus is the most important conversation of the day. So that's prayer. Then got to spend time in God's word. For every problem in life, God's word has a solution. All right. God's word will help you to put all of life pressures into their proper perspectives. His word will help you to get to know him and get to know his will. All right. So we read God's word. You should read God's word because it will guide you. It would also promote spiritual growth and personal holiness. Listen to me. I'm about to land a plane. There's no neutrality in your walk with the Lord. Either you're drawing closer to Jesus or you're drifting away from Jesus. Or the use of terms we've been using throughout the sermon, either you are devoted to him or you're distracted from him. We cannot passively pursue Jesus, but instead we must passionately pursue Jesus. If you want to grow in Christ, you got to know Christ. And in order to know him, there's only one way, and that's sitting at his feet, sitting in his presence, and hearing his word. Nothing, and I repeat, nothing should take precedence over your time with the Lord. My mom used to tell me this all the time growing up. She was like, Paul, or Prince Paul, that's what she would call him. But she would say, you can be as close to God as you want to be. And the same thing my mom said to me, I want to say that to you. You can be as close to God as you want to be. You and only you are responsible for your level of intimacy with Jesus. Now, now if you, you know, you put your faith in Christ, you're saved and you're going to heaven, right? That we rest assured in the finished work of Jesus Christ. But to have a closeness to him, we got to be intentional and spending time with him. And I just want to say this directly to you. God is graciously and lovingly calling and inviting you higher, deeper, and closer. So friend, just like Nike says, just do it. In other words, be like Mary and not like Martha. When it comes to your time with Jesus, when it comes to your relationship with the Lord, I want to encourage you to be devoted and not be distracted. God bless you, and we'll see you Wednesday.